0: Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Blue Noise, the Birmingham City podcast from us here at Birmingham Live. My name is Brian Dick and I'm joined this week by Delia Adebola, currently involved in coaching at several levels including with the Birmingham City under 18s and under 23s but perhaps better known as the barnstorming leader of the Blues line in the late 1990s and early 2000s Dealey arrived at Blues in 1998 and played 154 games for the club, scoring 41 times. He'll tell us later about how, had he taken penalties and uh, had a little bit more luck with injuries, uh, both of those totals could have been bigger. In this interview, he recalls how he immediately fell in love with Birmingham City. His memories of that stunning run to the Worthington Cup final, which had such personal significance for, and why, and also why he left the club. But he first tells me how, growing up in Liverpool, his big dream was to play for the Anfield Giants. Indeed, he played in the same schoolboy system and teams as Robbie Fowler. But first up, he explained why he chose to reject his boyhood club and to go down a different path altogether. Okay, Dealy, Well, thank you for taking time time to speak to us on Blue Noise. I want to take you back to the uh, very start. Your, 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 even before your career started, you were a young lad growing up in Liverpool, and I understand that. Uh, you had the the opportunity to go to Liverpool now. Am I right in thinking you were a Liverpool fan, and it was at that point it was a it would have been a dream come true? Yeah, no, that's
1: exactly right. Um, I was playing for Liverpool and Liverpool schoolboys and side School schoolboys, and everything was was about Liverpool to be honest. Um, I was still going up to Crewe and to to do the odd training session, but um, I was a, a, a massive
0: Liverpool fan. Mm, so you were given the chance to. To, to sign for Liverpool is that right? What? Why didn't you take that? What would have been a, a tremendous opportunity?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, training and, and um, for Liverpool schoolboys and playing for Liverpool schoolboys, uh, there was uh, some fantastic talents there. Uh, amongst them was um, Robbie Fowler, who was um, leading goal scorer. At everything he, <laughs> he entered, you know, he was um, he was absolutely amazing. He, even at that age group, you knew he was going to go on to be a top top player, and he. When he was going into training for Liverpool Football Club, he'd get a lift, and, and you know it was all about Robbie, and, and that level of competition. Um, maybe I should have, you know, no, I shouldn't have uh, uh, That level of competition would have been stifling to to my career. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional footballer, um, and I, I couldn't see myself getting into a Liverpool side or competing to to along the way with some. Play of that caliber, you know. Um, so uh, when it was offered to me to go to to Crew as opposed to to, to Liverpool, uh, you know, I, I was told I'd be in the first team by the time I was before I turned 17. I'd, I'd have an opportunity to play first team football. And was that how it happened? That how it, was, it panned out, didn't it? Yeah that, yeah, that exactly panned out. You know, I, I made my debut. Um, at, when I was around, I think right at the end of my sixteenth year, um, and then like I think
0: maybe it was a year later that I was a regular in the first team at Crew. Yeah. So, so whilst it must have been a hard choice, was it? I suppose a year later, you're feeling pretty, you're vindicated, are
1: you? Yeah,
0: it, and it didn't even pan out like that. It wasn't.
1: It didn't feel like a hard choice. It just seemed like a sensible choice. Um, if my overall objective was to, to play football, why risk um, coming out of the game, you know, like you know, at an early age, not getting an opportunity to play? And that's where I think most of the development of, of young players is, is actually out there on the, on the pitch. So to play first-team football at such a young age, I, you know, it, it gave me an advantage over a lot of pro, a lot of pros, even in my age group, who I think probably would have gone to um, gone on to play professionally and, and, and to do well, um, who maybe have gone to a Liverpool or Everton or, or
0: Manchester United or
1: Manchester City or so.
0: But you had the platform at Crewe which, which basically gave you the rest of your career, didn't it really? So I want to take you back to, you, you've been at Crewe several years and then the opportunity comes to, to potentially move to Birmingham City, what, what do you remember of, 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 of the circumstances around it and what, what you were feeling at the time?
1: Yeah, um, there'd been a lot of speculation of of me moving clubs. I think West Ham had um, maybe a couple of months earlier had shown an interest. Th- I'm not sure if they actually made an offer. Um, and just before I left, there was a couple of Premiership sides, with Ch- um, Wimbledon, and um, there's, a, there's another two or three. I can't remember the names of who had sort of put in bids, but hadn't matched Cruz' valuation. So a move was about to come about. Um, I was I had an agent like um, who who come about, wasn't my proper agent, and, and he was sort of, you know what, just come for talks. We'll go for talks at, at Birmingham and then we'll go to Charlton, who was another, another club interested, and we'll do it all on the same day. And Dario was resisting that. And then one day I got a call off the agent. He says, it's been agreed, you can go. So I packed a little bag um, and, and set off, came up... Birmingham was the first club I came to, and after speaking to to Karen and to Trevor and doing my medical and stuff, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go anywhere else. Right? Like you know, it, it was like I, I loved the atmosphere of the place. I, I met Trevor, the chairman.
0: Um, it was. It just felt right. Yeah. And and that that was very much a team that was trying to get into get into the Premiership as it was then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They were they were
1: in in and around the playoffs and. And um, he was still building, so it was um, I think January, February. So I can't remember if there's a transfer window, but definitely it was sort of the final push to try and and, and get into the playoffs or an automatic spot by, by Trevor and stuff. And
0: um, yeah, just wanted to be part of that. Was was it easy to settle in Birmingham? Yes, very. Because your form would, would yeah. suggest that you were, you were happy and you, you were yeah. playing well. So yeah, easy. I think that was the
1: one of the biggest things that. I loved about here, you know. It was the the mix of players um, were were great in terms of the team spirit and the the togetherness. Um, um, we had some really really big characters. Mm. Can you talk us through who were the dominant voices in the changing room at the, at the time? How could you talk of, about Birmingham City without um, mentioning Magic Magic Johnson? Ma- Magic yes. Michael Johnson, sorry. Um Probably the single biggest <laughs> in terms of Getting people together it was just funny. Yeah. We just crack jokes left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. Always bubbly, always a smile on his face. Made and me a young lad coming into a, a, an experienced dressing room feel comfortable. So um, there was him, Nicky Force. There was another one, and the two of them were a double act. You know the the, the laughs and jokes you get off them. It's great. Martin O'Connor, um, yeah, and another funny. But when he when he needs to be serious, would yeah. crack the whip. Team captain. And then through the years, you, you came across a lot of very talented players as well. So, um, But also, it, it must have been one of the things the club sort of looked at when they were um, bringing players in. The, the character of, of the individuals, because I can't remember um, too many people that, that came with a wrong attitude or who were detrimental to the squad.
0: Yeah, yeah you, you had some very... Some proper seasoned professionals, didn't you? In, in in that side, I remember it being a, a side of, of, of real grown men. And you look at footballers now and uh, football teams now, and they all look so young, don't they? Yeah. But they were real grown men, weren't they? Do you? you your, your first full season, you, you scored seventeen goals. Yeah. Um, that would, I guess, you'd have been delighted with that with that return, would you? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Um, I, you always
0: think you, you could have scored scored more. I think. Um,
1: I'll be honest and say my finishing um, could 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 have improved. That was one point where I was very left-footed, and and after my injury, I was even more. Mm. But um, you know, out here on the training ground every day, you've got people in your ear. Great experience, likes of um, Steve Bruce. We used to travel in with Steve Bruce, Gary Ablett, um, John McCarthy. um, Big names you've. Been there, and done it in football, and, and gave you a, a advice accordingly. And you know, it was um, it was a, a fantastic experience.
0: Is it a mystery to you how that side didn't get didn't get promotion? Yeah, you, you always look
1: back and you think we were always an early men, like right up there throughout the whole season, um, end up in the playoffs somehow, and and then you know something would go wrong. And and for, for myself, it was very frustrating because I, um, of all the playoffs, I'm sure I was injured. <laughs> like, you know, for, for most of the playoff games, so I missed a large part of um the the crucial part of the season mm. um through various injuries or whatever. Or, or, um some very serious mm. um yeah which which affected my career.
0: They looked at, looked at a time when when you'd leave Birmingham before you did when Les Palmas came in. What and that that was effectively signed and sealed, wasn't it? Or wasn't it wasn't it quite that developed? Um it,
1: it was, it was very developed. Um yeah, I, I think I'm, try, I'm trying, trying to remember back. Um, talking about agents, I, th- I think the agent I had at a time caused a lot of problems for me at the club, and um, the relationship between um, Trevor at the time and and my agent probably prompted a lot of um, a lot of that speculation and a lot of other clubs sort of coming into to, to take me away and stuff. So, um, you know, I look back again. Uh, with some regrets in terms of maybe I could have done a bit more to to um, to smooth that over and, and like you know but your agents there to look after you and, and you know it's, I suppose it's not your place to mm. to to run that the, the agent should be looking after your best interest but last Palmer's came about and and I went over there and did a medical and then they I think I actually failed the medical so they found. I think something to do with my knee or something um, but um, I, it didn't go through then. Right, and you were all set for a life in Spain were you? Um, yes and no, I, <laughs> I, again I, I've gone over there, I didn't I didn't think I was going to be signed. I thought I was having a look around the place and um, it, I'd sort of come back and have time to consider it and I get there, we do a medical and then you, you find out that oh this is for you to come <laughs> and sign and, and move over there. but. Um,
0: it, it didn't come about, so off back to Birmingham for me it was. Yeah, and this these injuries that you mentioned, they, mm. they, they is it fair to say they constantly undermined your 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 time at Blues or, or after the first initial burst of form? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, missing.
1: I'm sure we had was it three playoffs or so in in the four years I was here involved in three playoffs. I, I missed. I think I only took part in one and. I was coming back from a hamstring injury yeah. at the time as well, so um, I thought at that crucial point in the season, um, like I, I just wasn't available. And, and to see, not you never know, if I could have made a difference or, or, or whatever. But um, just to, to be out there and, and playing your part would have been after a season full of fo- fo- yeah. seasons worth of football to, to miss out on the crucial part,
0: the bit at the end, was was very frustrating. I, I think you'll be remembered primarily for, for, for that, that Worthington Cup run. I don't know if you'd necessarily highlight that as, as, as the, the high point in your Birmingham City career, but I'll ask you about the, the Worthington Cup run. What was it like knocking over so many top, top division sides and scoring important goals on, the, on that win that way? Yeah, fantastic. You know, it was um, um,
1: amazing the way that the team performed. Uh, and again, we were riding high at the top of the division. Um, some would say maybe it might have been a bit of a distraction as well, but it was great to be involved, mm-hmm. and then and that culminating in, in in the game against Liverpool, after having knocked out the likes of Ipswich, Newcastle, and and the likes um, Tottenham mm-hmm. um, along the way, it was fantastic. Um, it, it, I think you are right in describing that
0: probably as the, of the highlight of my um, Birmingham career. And, and Liverpool at Cardiff, I mean, that, for you personally, that is. That, that is the marriage made in heaven, isn't it? What yeah. what are your memories of, of, of that day? Um, turning up and being
1: being absolutely amazed by the, the, the ground, you know the fans, the, the amount of Birmingham fans who went, and I think there's a picture of all the um, of us lined up with Liverpool, and you know before you shake hands and stuff. It's just a still picture, and you can see every player is just staring up at, at like. Just amazement. The look on everyone's faces and, and stuff was um that 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 made the picture. I've still got that like, at home somewhere. But um yeah, fantastic occasion against my boyhood team, um playing against um Robbie Fowler who I played with as a schoolboy as well, Stephen Gerrard in that side, a lot of household names who as a player you still support on that team as well. Um, yeah, unrivaled.
0: Yeah. But obviously not the result result you wanted. You must have been devastated at the end of that week. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, you go in there thinking you've got a chance, and then after so long, and you're still in the game, you realise just how big a chance. So the expectancy goes up a notch, and then it, you go head to head even more. And and I mean, you go too deep into it, but um, a, a controversial penalty decision. Um, <laughs> all goes to make what a fantastic occasion, and, and we were his, his breath away from from winning it. Really, yeah. um, and, and that would have been a, a, an amazing achieve, achievement for a championship side to
0: to win to win that that cup. Ooh, and refresh my memory. Were, were you down for a penalty? Um, no, I never used to take penalties. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks at the
1: strikers. And yeah, they yeah. say the first it, up now. It's a great way of boosting the goals Harley. and maybe thinking about it now. And it's not the first time I thought about it. But um, if I would have taken penalties, I would have hit that twenty-goal um, mark, which it, I found elusive throughout my yeah, career. Here, yeah. seventeen, eighteen, twice. I think was it nineteen actually, um, and and double figures, but never hit twenty. And a couple of extra penalties from through the mm. season might have, um, you know my value yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Well
0: interestingly it's yeah. Steve Claridge remains the last Birmingham City striker to have hit that twenty mark and, yeah. and that's well over two decades ago. Yeah. So moving forward into in, into the sort of the end of your, your blue yeah. blues career. Um actually before we do that I want to ask you about the fact you seemed always perpetually on the transfer list. Was that Trevor ways, Trevor's way of keeping you keeping you motivated yeah, Is, that was it a, that was his a, a excuse <laughs> to um <laughs> Yeah, but I
1: mean there was, a, there was a lot behind that story, there was, um, like I said, mentioning agents again, my agent at the time's um, relationship with Trevor wasn't great and I seemed to um, bear the brunt of that and, and maybe the accusation I wasn't trying hard enough because um, he thought I was trying to get away or something, you know, there's a lot of politics behind that that people don't see but um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't caused by me per se. But you know, um, you make your decisions. I, I, I yeah, another regret is it's gone with the guy I went with. I, I, I say that openly, you know. That I think it caused me more problems than
0: than it, it helped me well, during my time at Blues. Yeah, you'd like to think that the guy you choose has got your best interests at heart. Yeah, and if, and if your best interest is staying where you are because you're happy, then that, yeah. that's m- worth more than a move. Is that the way you feel about it? then? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, it was a, you know. The club did really, really well. And didn't need, I suppose, the distraction. Uh, me being distracted by, by whispers in the ear And I think a lot of players, mm. then and even I suppose even more so now, have got have got to live with that distraction. Mm. You know, because um, the, the games moved on again and it's become even more popular. Even more, there's even more money involved in it. Um, there's even more people with vested interests.
0: So um, it is a real minefield. Yeah. And you end up moving to Crystal Palace were you, what, with a heavy heart or, or, or you, needing, yeah. needing, needing the next stage of your career, How you, or both maybe? Yeah,
1: I, I needed it the next stage of my career, but for a, a different reason, really. It, it was more um, after we talked about the Worthington Cup final and, and again, in, like um, gone for promotion, I think we were top for large periods of that same season, um, but I had a, a very serious injury. Towards the back end of that season, where I um, tore my cruciate ligament, I spent the next year um, not playing any first-team football. And then when I came back, um, Steve Bruce was in charge, and had got the club promoted. So we just about to embark on a Premiership season and stuff, and um, he's called me in and and, and said, "You're not going to play development games," um, like so. It wasn't. I don't think i really had the choice to stay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have the choice to stay. What if if I would have signed a one-year contract extension through the injury, I wouldn't have played any games. That might have been the end of my career. Um, at that point, because um, you know you do need the games as quickly as possible to get back. Um, I was. I think I was told by a physio. You, um, however long you're out, you need that amount of time to get back to where you were, if that's even achievable. Mm-hmm. So. Um, went to Crystal Palace. I think I played forty odd games, and that, like you know, that prolonged my career. Yeah, uh, you I were flying, flying again. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not sure about
0: flying, but <laughs> definitely <it's> back <laughs> playing. Back playing. Back, yeah. back playing. Yeah. yeah. And you, you still obviously live in the area. You're, you still have have connect, connections with the club. Yeah. Uh, is Birmingham City still close to your heart, even all those, years, even though it was all those years ago that you played yeah of course I mean I, I,
1: like I'm here every Thursday um, with the eighteens or twenty threes um, like um I, I i do I work in the community department um little bits of the commentary like when when needed um uh, like even the golf day the other day for yeah. uh, with blue so uh, like still so much of my life at the moment is still Birmingham City and um friends' family. Um, there's lots of ties that that keep me here
0: thanks for listening Uh, that was Dealey Adabola. I hope you enjoyed hearing from a player whose contribution to the Birmingham City cause shouldn't be underestimated I think the one thing that leapt out for me from that conversation was the role agents played in shaping his career and how often they were looking to hang on the coattails of a striker who just simply wanted to play football Dealey speaking afterwards, said he felt that with more money in the game now, that, that situation might even be more intense. Afterwards, he also explained to me why he had so many loan moves in his career, based on his desperation to play regular football. Anyway, he's a regular face um, down at Swast Hills now, and can also be found in the commentary box at St Andrews, uh, so yeah, thanks to him for his time. Um, And once again, thanks for your time. Hope you enjoyed listening and keep right on.